my name is Justin Evans, part of the leadership team here at DCC. We want to welcome you to a Church in the City podcast. This is our midweek podcast where we discuss the message that we heard on Sunday. And thank you guys for listening. We hope you guys enjoy this podcast, that it enriches and encourages you today, and that it serves towards fulfilling our mission of empowering a movement of passionate Jesus followers. Let's take a listen. Okay, we're here on a Wednesday night. We got uh, DCC family here. Will everybody induce ourselves? I'm Dave Tobias. I'm Justin Edmonds. I'm Amy Mannard. And I'm Tim Mannard. We have a married couple here tonight. <clears throat> so what I want to share is, uh, I'm, I'm sure all of us um, went ahead and listened to the message. Um, Jamie did fantastic. And um, she talked about uh, praise. She talked about the posture of praise. What does that look like? <clears throat> What's our part in that. Um, what's our conviction? Um, just a lot of really good things. Shared a lot of good examples about King David and um, the mistakes he made, but he was always in a posture of praise. He was always, um, you know, calling out to God, even in the big mistakes he made. Um, she talked about faith with praise. Um, <clears throat> instead of trying to climb the mountain, doing it on our own strength. How about actually just going by God's word and praise in a posture of praise and actually telling that mountain to move because that's what God told us to do, right? Um, she just said some really fantastic stuff. She talked about Abraham, you know, the sacrifice with his son and um, and his um, posture of praise um, and his faith. Really good stuff. So um, we're going to be getting into that really quick. Um, I would like to let everybody know listening um, that we are having some technical difficulties. Um, we're going to be more verbal here. Um, I do really encourage you to check us out on the uh, YouTube channel. Um, those listening and audio, please give us a five-star review specifically for Amy because she's awesome. <laughs> um, Thank you. Yeah. Um, share the podcast when you hear it. If it's something that touches your heart, everybody out there, um, share it. You know, bless people. Um, I really believe that tonight's not an accident, that all four of us were here and the people are listening. Um, you know, God created the heaven and the universe. He told the sea it's limit and you can trans transgress no more. But he also knew that tonight was going to happen. Mm -hmm. So I'm expecting big things. I'm expecting, you know, God's word to go forth. Um, other than that, um, I want to start off by saying um, <clears throat> when me and my wife listened to it, um, Jamie started right off and she 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 just really shared that um, we need to stay in a posture of praise. And she talked about what does that look like? And and I guess the question I would like to throw out is to, uh, to one of you is, um, and maybe a couple of us is to us personally, what does a posture of praise look like to us? Not only um, at church. I mean, that's easy, right? When we're worshiping mm -hmm. and everything. But what about every day? What about when we're struggling? What about when the kids won't go to bed and they're arguing all night? What about when we get bad news um, from our kids who are married and they have kids and we can't punish our kids to the bedroom anymore? They're adults, right? Mm -hmm. We gotta watch them make mistakes. But what does it look like, um, Amy, mm -hmm. to be in a posture of praise? I think it's even more important to be in a posture of praise when we are going through a hard time. Mm -hmm. As much as it is thankfulness when there's the good times and celebrations, I think it's 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 a turning to him and declaring his word over our situation. And um, I just think that's when it's so important to do that. And that's what has gotten me through some very hard times. Do you want me to give an example? Is Absolutely. that okay? Okay. So six years ago, 
I've shared this with some people, but our oldest son had a brain tumor. And he was married with a son and a little two-year-old son. And so it was a really hard time. And it was a hard time for not just him and his wife, but for us to watch your son going through something so scary. And all of our kids. But early on with it, I just went into praise mode. And even the night that he got diagnosed, Tim spent the night up in prayer. But um, every morning when I drive to work, every single morning, I would speak to that mountain. Amen. And I'd say, God, your word says that if I have faith, even the size of a mustard seed, it will move mountains. And I mm-hmm. declare this mountain moved in Jesus' name. And he still had to go through surgery. He still had to go through radiation and some chemo. Mm-hmm. But we just prayed through that, that it would do what it needed to do and not do any harm to him. But it was done with praise. And then I would just turn that praise and worship music on, and I would just praise him and thank him for what he was going to do. Thank him for his word that he gave that helps me in those hard times to know the steps to take and what to stand on. So thanking him for his word, thanking him for his faithfulness, thanking him for every good thing that he's given to us. And even through that, my son will still say he saw more good Mm -hmm. than he saw bad going through that trial because he saw the goodness of God. He saw the goodness of people. He saw so much good. So we can take our bad times, cling to him Mm -hmm. and look for the good in it and grow. Gosh, guys, how do we follow that? Hey, Tim, so... I want to just add a little bit to that. I was just going to ask if you Um, could add your perspective. As she said, I was was, the night that he went in and had a seizure. um, I went to his house and I slept in his couch. I didn't do any sleeping. I did a lot of praying, some reading. Mm -hmm. And about 4.30 in the morning, God told me it's going to be okay. (laughs) And that's just the peace, you know, as you move forward with that. How can you not give praise for that, you know, and say, God said it's going to be okay. We don't know what that means. Mm -hmm. We didn't know how it was going to step out. We didn't know. But he told me it's going to be okay. And so, yeah, you praise, you know. I mean, normally when you you hear praise, you think praise and worship. That's what most people do, you know. Um, So that's where you go. But it's not just praise and worship. Praise and worship can get you into another level of with relationship with God. It can take mm-hmm. you another level. It can take you deeper. Change, um, it change can open your, your heart. Mm-hmm. It changes your posture. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, but it isn't just praise. It's mm-hmm. everything you do and everything, mm-hmm. you know, every, every job you do, every, every um, task at work, you're doing it for God and you give praise for your job. And, and whether you like it or not, you give praise mm-hmm. and you work for God. So. Mm-hmm. And to follow up six years later, cancer free. Amen. Hallelujah. Thriving, doing really good has another son now. We're just thankful. So it is a, it's a God thing. Yeah. Justin, you got anything to share there? Yeah. Um, I, uh, over the last like couple of months, I've been, you know, I went to this event called Quest and I call it a spiritual boot camp, you know, it kind of like strips you down, you know, uh, I always say that, you know, like what's boot camp for in the military, you know, strip you of your civilian life, turn you into a soldier, you know, <laughs> like they want you to be a soldier. They don't want you to think like a civilian anymore. Uh, quest is kind of like that where it's like, they don't, he don't they don't want you to like think like a, a Gentile anymore. They want you to think like a warrior for God, a son of God. Mm. And so that's like a whole week. And, one of the things that I, I started to like, God started talking to me about in that was um, started having me understand who he was with, from, from my own perspective, from my children 
and like how I want to be treated and like how I feel when they do certain things to like really grasp like how he feels. And it's like, I, I feel nothing greater than like when my kids come up and say that they love me or like when I get them something and they're just like, Oh my gosh, I can't believe you got this for me. Thank you so much. Uh, and he, you know, like, so it's like, I mean, that's not all of it, but that was some of it. So I, I started doing this thing, uh, where I wake up before I do anything. Like I'm even just laying there in bed. My wife doesn't realize I'm doing it most of the time. Like I sat up one day and she was like, what are you doing? I was like praying. She was like, Oh, sorry. Hmm. Um, but just literally thanking him for every single thing that I can think of. Like, thank you for my job. Thank you for my house. Thank you for healthy children. Thank you for a wife that loves me. You know, thank you for a family that supported me through everything. You know, thank you for a good church that I have, you know, that support, you know, and just start going through it. And like, that's all it is. It's just thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for all these things. Because he's such a provider for us. And it just, it has set the tone for me to start the day, like not going, yep, well, I didn't sleep that great. <laughs> I'm alive. Like, you know, the, yeah. like it's kind of, it's changed my thing where it's like, it's hard to sit there and thank someone for a bunch of things and not be in somewhat of a good mood, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so that was kind of like, I started kind of doing that in that scenario. Um, and I think that if I would have been doing that over the last like five years, I think my life would probably be pretty drastically different. Cause I mean, I've unfortunately gone through some pretty like complicated things too. And uh, I did not thank him for a lot of things mm -hmm. and I probably should have. And now knowing like, being in the season that I'm in now with all the complications that we have with like having a baby and trying to move and doing all these oh. things, like thanking him for all those things has kept my mind out of the, Oh my God, God, how are you going to provide? 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 <laughs> or doing the Eeyore. Oh, woe is me. You know, exactly. that sort yeah. of thing. And when you do that, you just go there. Yeah. When your mind, you have to grasp that mind. Yeah. You have to grasp mm -hmm. that thought, throw it away. And how do you, how do you do that? Mm. Be thankful. Praise. Yeah. Do what yeah. you know. Turn to God. Yeah. You know. You can't just make it go away. You think of something. You force yourself to think of something else. Yeah. Start praying. Well, and it's like even even outside of the praise, like the not praise outside of the thank you. Uh, like I believe, just diving and getting to know Him is also a praise style. Mm -hmm. Amen. And the other night, like I got really irritated about because um, we just sold our house and like some of the terminology wasn't explained to me very well. So I was like, I was not getting $6,000 that I thought I was getting, which is a lot of money. For, yes, it is. You know? it's a lot of money. <laughs> and so I was like super irritated. And it was obviously just because I didn't understand what was happening. And my wife's like, well, what do you want to do about it? And I was like, you know, to be honest right now, I'm like, I don't want to go to bed frustrated. So I'm like, I was going to say, let's just not do our reading tonight. But I was like, I think we need to do our reading. So we sat down and we just started reading through Matthew like we've been doing. And we just started discussing it. And by, you know, the 45 minutes later, I was fine. I wasn't upset. And, you know, it was like, that was, that was such a good thing for me. Cause like, that's not, that's, I've never done that before. Like I would have just went to bed irritated. Um, and it was like trying, I've been trying to be very faithful in my, like change my perspective, focus on him. And every time I realize that every single time I change and focus on him, whether that be, Praise and worship in my car when I'm not in a good mood. Let's just put some worship music on, even if I'm not in the mood to do it. Let's pray. Let's thank God every time I wake up when I'm frustrated. Let's just dive into the word and change perspective. Like I have realized that my attitude, the way that I talk to people, the way I communicate to people, the way I like treat myself, even my kids and my spouse, you know, it's just been drastically different. 
Wow. Amy and Tim, thanks for sharing what you shared. Yeah. I mean, me and Mary have known you guys for years, but just hearing it again, mm-hmm. you know, and watching it as you were sharing it, I'm like visions of, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, God, how do you follow that up? I that know. was just, that is so uh, awesome. And and we, you being one of them, are blessed to have a core group of dear friends. And mm-hmm. so like, remember when we did that fundraiser for, yep. for them? Yep. My Daughter-in-law, her sister goes, well, Amy and Tim and their army of friends are here to work. And that's how mm. it is. We, we're, we're a team. Mm-hmm. We're, yeah. We work together. I mean, you all rocked that with us, yeah. you know. And yeah. if if I was having a bad day, I have those friends that I can text and say, I'm scared today, you know. And then they're speaking life into me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're speaking judgment. God's There's word. just no. encouragement and, mm-hmm. and speaking of life that comes mm-hmm. back from, yeah. from that. So. And so... We're blessed to have that that crew, that army that stands with us, because there are times when we're not strong on our own, and we need mm. good friends to point us to God, to His Word, you know, and loving us with His love, mm-hmm. so that we can get through those tough times. Because that's why there's supposed to be a community. Yes, because we're not supposed to walk it alone. We're supposed to walk with each other. That's how he intended it. Shame, shameless, shameless plug. You can join that army Sundays at 10 a.m. in the Kindle room. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And the example that you guys shared, and I really like something that Justin was talking about, is there was a time to where, you know, man, I didn't get the $6,000. And I'll be honest with you, to me, that's a lot of money. That's mm-hmm. a lot of money. You know what I mean? I have a problem when I get overcharged a couple dollars at the store. You know, we go back with the receipt. But you said something, Justin, that I want to touch on. And you said... Um, but there was times to where you didn't always do that in your mm-hmm. Christian walk. You know what I mean? And that kind of gets me to the next part that I want to talk about. Jamie talked about at the beginning, she said that she is personally convicted, mm-hmm. like sincerely convicted, like, I mean, to the point to where she's just, you know, God, what do I do? And what she was talking about was she said she was convicted. I'm not walking out a lifestyle of praise all the time. Mm-hmm. She was talking about, I mean, she got real with us guys. Mm-hmm. She talked about this is, and she gave examples, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And you shared a little bit about it right now. You know, I was wondering uh, if, if someone at the table would like to share maybe a, a time in your life to where, you know, maybe you didn't, and then maybe you can reflect back and say, you know, you know, maybe this is what I could have did. Maybe, and then that could help somebody because let's admit it. I don't walk out this every single day. You know, mm-hmm. I do weird stuff. Mm-hmm. My wife gives me that sister girl look sometimes because <laughs> I said something I shouldn't have said, you know. Mm-hmm. But Justin, could you touch a little bit more on what you talked about and that and maybe give us an example or something or Yeah, I mean I can think of like two weeks ago, me and my wife got into a massive argument. Um, and it was there's a difference between arguing and then like intentionally pushing buttons to antagonize your spouse. Which I'm sure you guys have never done that. Never. Early yeah. in our marriage, yes, I did. I had to unlearn that habit. Yeah, and to be honest, like did that. <laughs> I don't remember that. Uh-oh. You don't remember me in that? No, counsel. I don't remember her. I don't remember you pushing buttons. I did. Oh, I'm sorry. Cool. Okay. Well, memory's gone. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and it's like you know, at the like we were obviously like in the part of the argument where like it was clear that neither one of us were going to like give up on this. And like, mm. we both started like digging your heels in, digging the heels in and intentionally like saying things that like, <laughs> like not necessarily like mean things, but things that, you know, push right. their buttons, you know, type thing. So I grew up 
with a mom who could win a battle, mm-hmm. but you didn't win the war. Yeah. You can push the buttons, you can manipulate, you can hurt, yeah. and you might win that fight, but did you really win? Mm. And so, yeah, I learned like a controlling behavior yeah. and I had to unlearn it because it didn't bring anything fruitful. Yeah. I could win the fight, but I could hurt his heart. Was that worth it? Right. Well, then, so then that, do I win? No. So, so that was the thing with this is that like the fight gets over, like we're both super pissed at each other and we don't have these arguments very often, no. but like we were like, this was a pretty big one for us. And with all the, like I said, the stresses that, that we, that we've got going on and I, I left and I was talking with a friend of mine, getting some counsel and I was like, okay, I'm like, I gotta get back to, you know, gotta get back home. And I'm praying on the way home and I remember going, God, just show her where she's wrong. Ah. <laughs> and I'm praying this. And then I like, the Holy Spirit says to me, like, why are you praying like this? <laughs> and I was like, what do you mean? Why am I praying like this? I was like, why don't you ask for like guidance to this? And I was like, okay. I'm like, Holy Spirit, what should I do here? And they're like, you should probably apologize for being mean to your wife. And I was like, of course, that's what you would say. (laughs) (laughs) So it was one of those, like, I didn't apologize for the argument because it wasn't a bad thing that we were arguing. Um, But how I treated her Mm. was, was different. So it's like the fact that I connected with God and the Holy spirit was able to show me what I did wrong. Like, and it was like, not, not that, like I said, it's not that the argument was wrong. It was just like how I treated her in that argument that was wrong. And if I wouldn't have prayed, I would have just gone home and still been in that like mindset of like, you know, no. You got to fix yourself. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Fix yourself, yo. <laughs> like, are you, you ready to, pray. to, yeah. Are you ready to apologize to me yet? <laughs> you know? And instead I got home and I was like, listen, babe, I'm like, I'm really sorry. Like it was inappropriate for how I treated you. You know, like you deserve better you know, than that. And, you know, I, I, like, I wasn't a very good husband and I wasn't very honoring in that. Like, and you know, like genuinely, like, can you please forgive me? And she was like, yes. You know, and she's like, can you please forgive me? You know, and it's like, but if I wouldn't have came in to that, in that, like, she would have been like, are you going to, you going to apologize to me? And I'm like, no, not until you apologize to me. You know, and then it's like, then the argument lasts, you know, two yeah, days, yeah. you know? Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. it's just like that, that's a form of like just changing that thought process. And it's like, I get to worship him and praise him for that because he just saved potentially days of frustration or, you know, things that I can think of my wife. And then the next time we fight, all those things come out again because I haven't like taken care of those. Absolutely. So let's talk about, so for instance, Tim and Amy, you guys talked about your son and what went on Mm -hmm. and everything. So, and, and I don't know if this is could have happened, but was there times to where maybe, I mean, you, you guys said, look, we, we gave it to God and, you know, God gave you Tim a word, but I mean, I, I don't know about you guys, but I get stuff too, where like God tells me, but then there's times in that process, I'm just kind of like getting beat up and I find myself like, okay, I was all on fire two days ago and mm-hmm. God gave me this word and now I'm in my pity and in my own vomit you could say. Mm-hmm. And then I have to get that posture of praise and I have to go back to what he said to me. Did you guys experience that with your situation? Yeah, I, I would say there, there's always times that when you, when, when doubt, when Satan brings doubt into your mind and, mm-hmm. and when you start saying, you know, um, but what if this surgery doesn't go well? You know, it's a mm-hmm. seven hour surgery. I think he was mm-hmm. six, seven hours. Mm-hmm. He was in surgery. And, and then after the effects, you know, you're going through the chemo and the radiation and all that. And, mm-hmm. and you just have to, Again, 
mm-hmm. capture that thought, throw it out and said, what did mm-hmm. God tell me? Mm-hmm. You know, your, we, his word does not come back void. Mm-hmm. He told me he's going to be okay. He didn't tell me he was what it was going to be. He was going to be okay. And, and you have to go back to that. Um, no matter what the situation, if, you know, if God's told you, and it's not easy, don't get me wrong. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we, know, sang, yeah. we sang that song this Sunday, like he finishes what he starts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, yeah. Like he told you, he gave you a promise. Like he's and, not going to start. And we that. all stood on that. Like I, when, when God gave you that, like that comforted me Yeah, and that comforted my daughter-in-law, you know, that brought great comfort. But you ask about that. So two, two things I'd say, like the morning of his brain surgery, the minute they took him to the operating room, I went into a separate room. I put a headset on. I think people walked in on me, this little room, because I stayed away. Like There was a lot of family and lots of pastors who came that day, too, for the surgery that stayed right by us. I mean, we were blessed. But I went into a separate room, and I put a headset on, and I put music on, and I just praised. Mm-hmm. Because I felt like how the Israelites, before the battle, sent their musicians and their worshipers to mm-hmm. the front of the battle. That's where I felt convicted to go and just be that mm-hmm. person standing in there. I also think it's easier to be standing with someone in faith um, than the one who actually has to walk it. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Like yeah. it's, it's easier, like if you're going through something for me, say, I'm praying for you and I'm this mm-hmm. and this, yep. than the person who has to walk it. But probably the hardest days for me was when you saw like, one day he was sick from the chemo. Mm-hmm. And when you see him sick and that just breaks your mama's heart, you know, to see that those are when you, you have your down moments. But I think it was like, I felt like we had a purpose to be there and to stand with them and to help take care of their two-year-old. And so that mm-hmm. kept me very focused mm-hmm. on the battle. And that was probably a blessing for me, but yeah, but it is hard. Yeah, that's really good. I know Jamie went into then to uh, <clears throat> she started talking about um, the definition of praise mm-hmm. and what scripture meant. But um, she talked about like what the Strong's Dictionary said and everything. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I think we all kind of look at the definition of praise a little bit different. I know mm-hmm. some people like I think uh, Tim said that people think praise is just raise your hands and you're crying and God's speaking to your heart. But then mm-hmm. Justin's mentioning, hey. You know, he's given some examples. We've been talking about this, you know, story with your family. Let's kind of talk about a little bit. Let, let's see if we all kind of see praise a little bit different. For me, I see it, praise to me is when I'm alone and it's just me and God and character and integrity means everything. Because what a lot of Christians do is, you know, they think that, you know, they, they have like these secret sins or they have these, you know, ways that they do things and it's like no one knows, but God knows. You know what I mean? So what I do is is in my posture of praise is I'm just very open with God. You know, mm-hmm. God, I'm struggling, or God, I'm really mad. Mm-hmm. You know, God, I'm really, you know, it's not just what I do at church, but it's the other six days a week when, you know, um, something happens to one of my kids. One, of, You know, uh, my some of my kids are struggling. I don't understand that. I can't punish them to the room anymore. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I can't tell them, do it because I said so. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to walk that out. You got to watch them walk. And then I pray, God, give me a platform to speak to their into their life. Mm-hmm. But to me, that's a posture of praise where I'm going to God. Does anybody mm-hmm. else? Cut? That's kind of how I look at it, my mm-hmm. relationship with God personally, mm-hmm. talking to them. You know, um, I'd like to hear some other opinions on maybe what 
some of mm-hmm. all the ones here at this table think of what that looks mm-hmm. like to them. I think it's cool that you say you go to him with your fears because he knows your fears. Mm. He knows your heart. So he already knows if you're struggling. You don't have, you're not hiding it from him by not saying it. Yeah. He knows your heart. So when you're hurting, I think that is, I mean, and that is like what David did in the Psalms. Like he would cry out in his despair, but yet he knew God was faithful. Mm. So he was real. He he opened up his heart. He didn't try and hide his feelings from from yeah. God because God knew him. I agree with you. It's more than just worship. It's it's it is being with him. Because even when you're in a it church with all the people singing, you're not thinking about all the people singing when you're in worship. You are you and God. Mm-hmm. You know. So it is when you're with him alone, whether it's there or in church with all the people around you. You're still just you and God. Yeah. So I think that's cool. Yeah. At the end, when Jamie would, would de- I don't remember the words um, she declared, but she made the declaration said, you need to repeat this after me because I can't do it for you. Mm. You need to declare it, speak it, get it out there, and, and, and move forward with it. And it's like just that phrase where she said that just, just hit me. I can't mm. declare this for you. You know, um, if you're believing for a healing, but in a certain way, form, or shape, I need to agree with you. I can't declare something over you. You're not ready to receive. That's good. You know, if if you're not ready for a, uh, a miraculous healing, 100. percent If that's not what you're believing for, me declaring that over you isn't. You're usually going to work. But if I can declare that you're going to be have a successful surgery and re- uh, be completely healed and have minimal pain. <laughs> we can walk that together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Justin, you shared a little bit on one of your stories about what it looked like to you. What does it look like to you on a daily basis? Um, I actually just like Googled the definition of praise just cause I was curious, like to read it again. Um, it says, uh, express, uh, the verb intense is, Express warm approval or admiration of, mm-hmm. and then the noun is the expression of approval, uh, pr- approval or admiration for someone or something. Mm. I think the season that I'm in right now is like I've, you know, I got re- I get reignited is what I say, and I am like legit reading through. Like I, I realized the other day that for the first time in my entire life, I have read the Bible every day for 44 days now. Uh, and I have prayed three times or more in every single one of those days. That's something I've never done before in my life. And the awe that I am in every time I'm reading the scripture of like seeing like, you know, I'm reading through some of the Psalms. I'm reading through Genesis, like reading through Genesis. It's like funny. Cause it's like, you see like when you're actually reading the full stories of Abraham and Isaac and Jacob and like, mm. and not just these little like nitpicky parts of their story, mm. There's just so much more that like, man, like God's loved us so long. And then it's also been really fun to see, like I've always heard growing up, you know, like God's the same as he was then as he is now. And it's like, cool, but how? Like I've never, like that's really never like hit my mind and reading through Genesis and hearing the things that God is telling those men. I'm like, that's the same thing that Jesus said. (laughs) <laughs> it's the same thing I believe. And it's like, it, it's like me and my wife had this conversation about like how elementary it all is. 
And I'm like, yeah, but for like elementary students, like it's, it's really complicated. But for us adults, the elementary stuff is really easy because it is really easy because one plus one is easy, you know, but you know, for a five-year-old learning, learning that that's not super easy. So it's like, it's like once you have that understanding, you know, and then once you know what one plus one is, it's easier for you to understand what one plus two is. And then it's easier for you to understand what one plus three is. And so like, I think for me, me being in awe of God and being excited about what I've learned is like another form of worship. Like he's excited like that I'm that. getting to know him, you know? And it's like, I think about like when people go, well, you don't need to worship like an athlete. Well, how do you, how do you quote unquote worship an athlete? You just think that that person is the greatest person in the world. You can't stop talking about that person. Miguel Cabrera is the greatest batter in the world. Oh my gosh. He hits so many home runs. He hits so many triples. Like he's so funny. Like, man, it sounds like you, you know, like you just want to worship this guy. And I think about that. Like, and it was like, well, you know what? God is really good. God's provided for me a lot. He's protected me, uh, during quest. Like he showed me where he was during a lot of the really crappy times in my life. Hey, by the way, you may be still cold, but at least you're not getting rained on right now, mm. you know, in those kind of moments. Like, you know, this really crappy thing happened, but, you know, these other things like could have been way worse, <laughs> you know, and I didn't let those happen to you, mm. you know, and it's like, uh, like having those moments, like that's been where I've been like really feeling like I'm praising God in those moments. It's kind of like you're, you, you got the attitude, like the cup is half full. It's not half empty. Yeah. It's half full, but I'm believing that it's going to be full. Yes. Yeah, that's really awesome. Like but I've that. not felt that way for a long time. <laughs> so <clears throat> I believe there's some people listening, and they're probably listening to us, and they're like, you know, I made some really bad mistakes, some big mistakes. And Jamie kind of touched on that. She talked about King David, you know. Mm -hmm. And to be honest with you, when I first became a Christian and I read what King David did, and then he worshiped God and God forgave him, I hit my religious brain could not wrap around that. So, you know, I mean, King David sees a lady, sends him off to war. He dies and keeps her. I mean, I'm like, what? Bro, but yet the Bible says that bro, if I... Next step that her son is King Solomon. <laughs> <laughs> I know. That yeah. was something I didn't realize that until yeah. like two weeks ago mm -hmm. that King yeah. Solomon was the son of Bathsheba. And I was like, wait yeah. a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. That isn't, story just got even that crazier. God's yeah. Faithfulness? Yeah. yeah. Uh -huh. So, you know, and so when I first read about that, and then I'm reading in the New Testament, it says, well, if you even look at a woman with lust, you know, and I'm like, wait a minute here. We're supposed to be under a better covenant. I'm looking. He actually did it. He just mm -hmm. goes into a posture of praise. But let's talk for a minute. Someone's out there. They're listening to us. And as they're listening to us, they're saying, but they don't know what I did. And the devil's just beating them up. Mm -hmm. The devil's beating them up. And he's beating them up today. Does anybody got a word of encouragement? Yeah, I think... First off, I think we have all done things that we wish we had never done. And I just look at it. I know God just loves you so much and he wants so much better for you. Like I always told my kids, like his rules are not do not do this because I don't like you to have fun. His rules are so that you'd have the best life, mm. you know, and when we understand that, like, and they're not, they're not rules to confine us, 
to bring us down. They're to give us the best life. Like he doesn't want you to lust. I mean, God's plans. You had one partner that you spend mm-hmm. your life with because then you're not bringing into that marriage baggage of other things. But if that's not what happened, he can, he can make new mm-hmm. and that's the best thing of it all. But just to first realize he, if any rule that you thought he was this mean God who didn't want you to have fun, mm-mm, he just has better for you. He wants mm-hmm. better for you. So if you're at a place where you aren't happy and you think you've done things, he's not mad at you. He just wants better for you. And that better is by drawing near to him, not far away from him. Just coming to him with your regrets and your sadness and knowing that he can wash you clean and he can start fresh and he can make something beautiful out of our mistakes. You know, personally, I was always thankful and prayed for my kids that they would get caught quickly with their sins Hmm. because then he can deal with the heart right away. You know, like we were young. <laughs> I was 17 and a senior in high school and we got pregnant and we had not dated long, two months if. <laughs> and it, yeah, that was scary. You know, 17 pregnant, he was 19. But I was thankful. I looked at that as a thankfulness. God, yes, I had to pay a price for my sin. You know, that, that wasn't God's best way to start out a marriage. But I dealt with it right away. I came back to him. I came running back to him knowing that if we were going to make this marriage work and if we were going to be successful parents, I could not do it on my own. I needed him. So I was thankful that my sin was discovered, (laughs) you know, and I wasn't, I never looked at my baby as bad. She was a gift, but it wasn't God's best. But I was glad that I had to deal with my sin right away because then my heart could get turned back to him quickly. But yeah, he just wants better for you. He loves you and he wants better for you. That's not mm. his best for you. So don't don't look at what you've done wrong out of sadness. Just run to those arms of love because he wants the best for you and that's to be with you. Mm. So it's really good. Can't argue argue with that for sure. <laughs> I wasn't saved at the time. Um and when when our first was born, it was not fun having a baby and a crier, and I had no patience for any of that stuff. But God changed me. Uh, about a year later, He changed me drastically. Uh, and, and now I love babies, but mm-hmm. I would just like to tell someone who's struggling with that: there's nothing you did that there isn't someone in heaven celebrating with Jesus that did it before you. Ooh, that's good. That's really good. It doesn't matter what you did; it's all been done before. Mm-hmm. And you can be say, I mean, God. How do I get there? Love Jesus with all your heart and all your soul and all your mind. That's that's what you got to do. Love your neighbor as yourself. There's a lot in that Bible, but man, that's what that's what it comes down to. It's elementary. It's it's simple. That's all you have to do. Isn't that what the enemy does though? You know, I mean, you do something and and he makes you feel like, oh, you, or he'll say you're the only one that ever did it. But what he does a lot is he'll say, but no one's really done it like you. You really went over the top with this one, buddy. Yeah. That is kind of cool to think about all the people who are with Jesus now because sin is pretty common, (laughs) you know? We all do it. (laughs) And there are people up there with him now who know him fully, who fully know his love. Yeah. I think for, for me, like the absorption of the scriptures that I'm in right now, it's like, I'm, I'm reading a lot right now, like, like from a fire hose and it's like being able to actually understand some of these stories that I've heard a thousand times. Like, you know, it's like hard growing up in the church, going to Christian school. Mm-hmm. Like you just, 
constantly get these things over and over and over. And like a lot of times, like they don't really get explained, mm-hmm. you know, but yeah, like Tim is like pointing <laughs> to his head. Like it's not just in your head. It's in your heart now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. It's like being able to actually understand the story, the parable that Jesus says, you know, when he's like saying like, if you have one sheep that like wanders off and you have 99, are you not going to like as a shepherd, are you not going to go get that shepherd? And are, you know, like, are you not going to rejoice that you found this, mm-hmm. this, this lost sure. sheep? You know, and then the like the other parable when he says, you know, the man has, you know, 50, you know, $50 in debt and the guy that has $500 mm-hmm. in debt, who's going to be, you know, and they get for, both forgiven. Who's going to be more joyous? Mm-hmm. Oh, the guy that has, you know, 500 you know, forgiven. Yeah, exactly. So it's like the more you have, the more, the more happy you, you should be. And I, I look at people and I'm like, Paul, Paul was literally killing Christians. Mm-hmm. on his way to do that some more mm-hmm. and had a magical <laughs> radical <laughs> experience that changed him. And now he's like one of the most influential writers of the Bible, you know, go, listening to the story of Joseph and going, having this, I uh, heard someone say, you know, uh, recently that every single person that's ever been born, it was created to worship God. Mm-hmm. And like to be like his son or daughter, everyone, the old pharaohs, Hitler, Stalin, you know, like not everyone does that, Correct. obviously, like yeah. they go down paths that don't make them do that. But that's what they were created for. What, you know, and I'm like, oh, yeah, that's kind of a cool thought process. And then like two weeks later, the story of Joseph comes up and Pharaoh gets a dream from God about the famine that's going to happen and saves millions of people. I don't know. I think we can all agree that pharaohs probably weren't the most godly people, mm-hmm. <laughs> if yeah, at all. Sure. Yeah. And like God spoke to him to save people because we're created to hear his voice. We're created to worship him. And the only way that we were able to figure that out was by having Jesus come and die for us. You know, so it's like, I think like when I start thinking about that, it's like, you know, there's people that have done some really terrible things. You know, I mean, I've done some not great things, but you know, I've seen some people get redeemed for some really bad stuff. And like, there are some of the most like on fire for God people that I've ever met in my entire life, you know? And that's the beauty. But, and when you see those on fire for people, I mean, someone like I've walked with God for a long time, that stirs me up. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's neat. It's neat. I get excited. Like yeah. watching all the baptisms Sunday, that stirred me up. Mm-hmm. That was really cool. Yeah. It was beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. You know, <clears throat> so we're talking about like, things that we're doing, how we're, you know, in a posture of praise. Jamie brought up a really cool point. And she said that, you know, things happen in my life. And then what I do is, and I think she was talking about works, like, you know, there's a mountain in front of me. So I try to climb it. Mm -hmm. God's behind me. And he says, tell the mountain to move. And then I look at the mountain and I want to navigate. I start, guys, I do that. You know, there was an issue and God's like, no, do this. And I'm like, well, if I do this, if I do this, you know, like paying a bill, if I just work 50 extra hours in the next month, you know, if I just sell this mm-hmm. and God's like, nope, do this. And I'm like, well, if I get a second job, you know, that's a mountain, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so I want to encourage the people that have been touched by what you guys are saying is, you know, sometimes God just says, tell the mountain to move. 
mm-hmm. you know. But what we do is we think because we're in so much guilt, we're in so much condemnation and so much fear that what we want to do is we think we have to work our way to God's forgiveness, and we don't. Amen. Amen. We Amen. don't. We can tell the mountain to move. We can quote scripture, you know, and uh, tell it to move. Fear, you have to leave. Doubt, you have to leave. You know, the thoughts that you have, command them to go. Um, really good stories, guys. <clears throat> so another thing that Jamie said, she had a lot of great points. Can we can we pause and talk yeah, about that absolutely. mountain a little bit more? Yeah, absolutely. You were saying like the baptism stirred you up. Those people agreeing and getting baptized is them telling that mountain to move. Mm-hmm. I mean, that really is. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that I've ever really heard that it's just as you were talking and, you know, what you said, you know, popped in my head and I'm like, man, that's so, that's so good because like it, it stirred you, you're a believer, mm-hmm. you know, but that's like, yeah, that's so good. Like, mm-hmm. you know, with me and believing in our whole house situation, you know, like God told us to sell our house. We're, you know, eight months pregnant and we aren't allowed to look for a house until we sell our house and, you know, all these kind of things. And, Literally, God just like laid it all out and we ended up getting a house and it's like in perfect timing. And I'm able to share that story with people. And like, I've been literally watching people's faces go, whoa, like, (laughs) holy crap. Well, I got to say, when you gave the story about the $6,000, we often want to figure it out on our own. Like we want to speak to that mountain. You want to figure it out on your own. The first thing I thought is, God can bless you with that $6,000 in ways different than that. Yeah. And you don't know. And he's got you. Yeah. Because he says he'll supply all your needs. Well, and it, even if we feel like we've been cheated or whatever, we've seen times before where things in business and stuff where things mm-hmm. should have been done. And we had to walk away where we didn't get what was agreed to mm-hmm. and give it to God. And within a year, God blessed us financially in ways we didn't even know it was like he makes up for it he cares about your heart he cares about your how you handle going through situations even more than the situation but when he's so faithful he he's got you with that six thousand dollars in ways you don't even know yet yeah it was fun like the next day i was listening to this chris valentin podcast and he was talking i mean it was a long podcast that was amazing but he got to this one part where he's talking about like your neural pathways (laughs) and like how uh like you have all these highways and how you should try and change some of those neural pathways where making the decision to buy a car that you can't afford and then asking God to provide for you. And then when he's like, no, that's not good for you. <laughs> like, right, right. You know, then you, then you're mad at God right. instead of changing that neural pathway of like, God, should I buy a new car? Should I buy a used car? What do you want me to do? And starting there. And then, you know, then there's no disappointment because mm-hmm. if God doesn't tell you to buy a new car, then there's nothing to be mad at him about. Right. And it's probably for the best. And it's like, okay, God, like, I'm not going to get this $6,000. Like, what What do I do now? And he's like, don't worry about it. Like, things will just shake out the way they're supposed to. And it was like, okay, cool. Like, just remembering, like, what posture to come at this in. But, yeah, like, changing that thought process. And it's like, yeah, the amount of growth I'm going through right now is, like, insane. It's evident. <laughs> Those so, testimonies are awesome, you know? Yeah. That, that's cool. Let me ask you a question. So you're, you're just recently fresh off the whole house thing, your wife getting pregnant, and you said there was Oh, some... I'm not off it. I'm still okay, in it Okay, right so now. you're still in it. Right? Okay, so this is perfect. Yeah, so let me ask I, I haven't you... closed on my new house yet. Let me ask you a question. Have you seen this, I mean, in this situation where God's maybe saying, hey, trust me, 
or hey, do this or do that. And you see yourself doing what Jamie said. You're looking at the mountain and you're thinking, well, in my own strength, this, I can do this, I can do that. Can you give us like maybe a small example? Um, yeah. So the whole story about our house is that exact moment. Mm. So um, actually right before I went to Quest, which was the beginning of May, uh, when I was, I went to Quest because I, I, I know that I struggle hearing God and I wanted to get closer to him. And that's why I wanted to go on that event. So uh, I, I really felt like God was telling me to sell my house. Like this was the time, like we've been wanting to kind of do it for a couple of years. Uh, and my wife's like, I really want to sell the house too, but it seems like a crazy time. You know, she wants to have a, a home birth. You know, and like this market in Grand Rapids is insane. You know, we had friends that went three months without having a house. And, you know, there was like 14 people putting bids in, whatever. Um, but we just really felt strongly about selling the house. So we put the house up for sale. Um, I thought I was going to be super distracted during Quest because I thought I was going to have to like sign documents while I was like up in the middle of nowhere. Uh, and the house sold literally like I signed, like I pulled off the side of the road on my way up to quest. Cause it's in Luther is where they do the camp. I pulled off and literally accepted and signed documents <laughs> wow. on my way there. Um, spent the whole week there. And then when I got back, the sale fell through. Mm. So I really felt like that was God like going, Hey, I'm just going to let you, uh, I'm gonna let you just be like, not worried <laughs> while you're gone. Um, and then we got another offer like a couple days later, we got that, we accepted that offer. Cool. Awesome. So we're sitting there waiting for us to get through like to the, to the point where our realtor was like, Hey, we can start looking at houses. You know, people will, you know, people don't like contingent offers right now. So like, let's wait until we get at least past the appraisal, you know, make sure we're good to go. Once we get there, you know, it's really hard for them to back out. It's really hard for you to back out and we can start looking for houses. And I was like, okay. Um, I had my budget number in my head and then I had my like, uh, we can probably make this happen, you know, number. And so we started looking for houses and my wife was like, Hey, I found this house. And it was at that, uh, we could probably make a number. Um, she's like, I just have a really good feeling about it. I have a really good feeling about it. And we had, you know, looked at a couple of houses, but, and we were starting to get nervous. Cause I'm like, okay, like, uh, like potentially buy a house and have to wait 30 to 45 days right. to get the house, sell my house, my wife, you know, do in July. Um, so I was like, we went through this house. Uh, we actually went through a bunch of houses on Saturday and then we went through the house she wanted to look at on Sunday. And there was a lot more wrong with the house than what the pictures showed, which is Ooh. pretty common. And she's like, what did you think? And I was like, what did you think? <laughs> <laughs> Cause I'm thinking, I'm like, you know, like this is like $30,000 over what I wanted to spend. We have to replace all the carpet. We have to replace some windows. Like we have to, you know, like paint everything. Like you want trees. It sits on, you know, sits on good, you know, amount of property, but it's like the trees that you want need sunlight. I'm going to have to clear, you know, like an acre of trees to make this happen. Like, I'm just like thinking through all this, Oh, it's propane. And the windows do not seem like they're that efficient. Like I'm going to be spending $500 a month on propane, you know, in the summer, in the winter. And so like all of those things are in my head. And I was like, what did you think? She's like, yeah, I don't know. And I was like, maybe we should pray about this. And she's like, yeah. So I call my realtor. And I'm like, Hey, can you ask them a couple of these questions? So he's kind of going through this. Cause I'm like, I think we might want may, might want to make an offer if we can kind of figure this all out. And we got home and she's like, I don't know. I just feel good about it. But like, I don't feel as good as I thought I'd feel about it. And I was like, I think we just need to like, 
legit pray about this. So we prayed about it together and I was like, what did you get? And she's like, I really think we should probably pass. And mm. I was like, yeah, me too. And then uh, that's when I explained to her all the numbers and things oh, that wow. were running through my head. And she's like, yeah, yeah, we should probably pass. So I call my, my realtor. Well, he didn't answer. And she's like, well, what do you want to do? And I was like, I think we should just pray and ask God what he wants, like what he wants us to do. Like, does he want us to wait or does, you know, like, let's just ask, like, if he doesn't say anything right now, then we'll just keep asking. And so we both sat there and we prayed together and she's like, I really feel like the house we saw in Cedar Springs on Saturday, like keeps coming to my mind. And I was like, yeah, me too. And I was like, I really like, I feel, feel good about that. She's like, yeah, I really feel uh, the house was listed for two, like $250,000. She's like, I really feel like we should offer 250 grand. Uh, and I was like, and go all the way up to 275 if we need to. And she's like, yeah, yeah, that's the exact number I got. And I was like, okay, cool. So I called my realtor and I was like, Hey, I'm like, I'm texting you this new house. We don't, the one you've been working on, like throw that out. Like we don't want to do that one. It was, we were forcing that. Um, and so he's like, okay. And he's like, how much do you want to offer? And I said, I want to offer 250 accelerate up to 275. And he's like, dude, there's no way you're going to get this. This house is going to go for $300,000 all day long. And I was like, yeah, there's me and my wife just, you know, like we're, we're, you know, feeling like God's telling us to do this. And he, he argued with us for probably a good, like 10, 15 minutes on the phone, <laughs> like to the point where I was literally, if he didn't stop talking, I was going to tell him I was going to find another realtor. Wow. Uh, like that's how much he was arguing. And he finally was just like, okay, cool. I'll, I'll do it. Talk to you tomorrow. I was like, all right, cool. So then the next day I called him and I was like, Hey man, I'm like, I don't want you to think that I don't trust you and know that your knowledge and all these kind of things. But I'm like, I know you're a believer and me and my wife are trying to like be obedient and trying to hear God. We're learning this and we really feel like God is telling us to do this. And I know it's crazy. And he's like, you're not going to get this. I'm just telling you, he's like, I'll do it. I believe that you think that God told you this. He's like, there's just no way that that house is going to be sold for $275,000. And I said, and if it doesn't, it doesn't, but I have to be obedient. Mm -hmm. What I believe God's telling me to do. So <laughs> instead of trying to force something, so uh, offers were due on Tuesday. My wife wanted to write a letter to the seller because that's what everyone does apparently. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so she writes this letter and I send it over to a realtor. Hey, can you submit this with our offer? Uh, Tuesday offers get submitted. He goes, Hey, by the way, they wouldn't accept any letters which he thought was very strange. And as soon as that happened, my wife goes, it's because God wanted to say that this was me, ah. God, not something that we did, <laughs> me and my wife did. And I was like, cool, because that's kind of where my brain automatically went to, too. So that's cool. So like two and a half hours later, uh, I was like, I texted my realtor. I was like, hey, so I'm like, how long does this take? Because I'm like, I have no idea. Like, are we going to find out tomorrow? Did we find out like 10 minutes from, you know, whenever? Mm -hmm. And he calls me and he goes, hey, you got the house. Hey. And I was like, cool. cool how much? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, not woohoo. And I was like, man, I'm like, I told you, God told me that this was my house. I'm like, how much did we get it for? He's like, $275,000. And I was wow. like, sweet. He's like, there were two offers that were higher than yours and they weren't contingent. Yours is contingent and less. And they accepted your offer. Wow. And I was like, why? He goes, I have no idea. <laughs> and I was like, okay. I was like, cool. I was like, awesome. And he's like, dude, he's just like, I don't know what happened here. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, man, that's cool. So we had a, you know, our offer was 10% down and we did like a, you know, appraisal gap coverage. And a couple of days later, my mortgage broker called me. He's like, hey, the uh, the mortgage company said that they 
if you put 20% down instead of the 10%, they'll waive the appraisal. Like you don't have to do the appraisal and that'll eliminate a week of your closing time. And I was like, done. I was like, what's the, what's the difference between the extra 10% and the appraisal cap? He's like, it's the exact same amount. Oh, wow. <laughs> and I was like, that's so cool. sweet. So I call my, my realtor back up to let him know this. And he's like, bro, I got to start hanging out with you. more often." <laughs> and I was like, dude, no, this is what I was trying to tell you. You do mm-hmm. what God tells you to do and doors open mm-hmm. and it's hard. Like, and it's like, I've gone through my entire life knowing that and on occasion, like experiencing that. But like, this was such a massive thing. Yeah. We're now prospectively getting our brand new house four weeks before our baby is due. Wow. That's so when awesome. like two weeks ago we were like, Oh my God, 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 Oh my God. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow. So yeah, that whole, like we could, we were trying to move that mountain ourselves, climb up that mountain by looking at this house mm-hmm. instead of going, God, what do you want us to do? Mm-hmm. What house do you want us to buy? Mm-hmm. And as soon as we decided to stop, trying to like find a path up and go, how about you just move, get out of our way so that God can do what he wants to do. Mm. That was huge. And I've told that story probably five or six times now to like people. Cause it's, it just happened last week. Mm-hmm. And it's like watching people's like gears start turning in their head has <laughs> been honestly like one of the biggest like things. Right. Cause it's like, now I have people like, bro, oh, that's so encouraging. And then like, I have friends that are like now coming to me like, Hey, after you told me that story, like I really felt like God's been telling me to do this for a long time and I haven't done it mm-hmm. and I did it and it worked, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, that's awesome. And then, yeah, it's just fun, you know, and then I'm reading Romans last night and hearing Paul talk about like, I want to be there so I can like, so that your faith can stir up my faith and my faith mm-hmm. can stir up your faith. And it's like those kind of statements just like, they make a lot more sense when you, once you start like, listening and walking, right. walking, walking it, it yep. out yeah mm-hmm. so that's a little bit of a longer story no that's good <laughs> so let's look at it a little mm-hmm. bit different so let's say we're not going to god with something and asking god to help us but god just out of the blue asks mm-hmm. us to do something and jamie actually touched on this at the end of what she was sharing and she shared about abraham she said can you imagine what it's like mm-hmm. i mean he came to abraham and said sacrifice your son I mean, come on. That's Mm -hmm. like out of the blue, kind of crazy. And she said that Abraham said that with a posture of praise that, okay, I don't under, okay, this is Dave's Mm -hmm. interpretation. I don't understand this. I can't wrap my brain around this. Mm -hmm. I don't understand why God would ask me this, but I know he's faithful. Mm-hmm. I know he's got my back. I know he has my best interest. So, hey, he's just going to have to raise him from the dead as soon as he dies. Mm-hmm. Let me just ask a question as we're rounding up to the end of tonight. <clears throat> Does anybody have anything that, I mean, this is something that God did and, you know, mm-hmm. quickly just kind of like what you did, that type of thing. Because, I mean, God kind of does it to all of us a little mm-hmm. bit, asks us to do something and, um, you know, or just kind of like your head tilts to the side, you know, like a raccoon hit headlights, and you're mm-hmm. like, okay, God, are you serious about asking me this? Mm-hmm. And then you come out smelling like roses. You know, you might struggle a little bit. You might kind of be like, you know, I don't know if I should do this. You might dip your toes in, the water's cold. Eventually you just jump in, and bam, it all worked out. Can you think of one? I'm drawing a blank. Other than usually you respond with, get behind me, Satan. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm drawing a blank out at the moment. 
I know. I'm trying to think of what. I mean, mine was our our house. Like when right. we when we listed our house for sale, it was crazy the timing. Yeah, right. And then it when, is crazy right now. And then like with when the first sale dropped through, like we we genuinely had the conversation of like, do we just pull the house, wait oh, till right. we have baby, and right, then, and then post it? And she was like. I guess I'd rather know where I'm having my baby than have to have it in a hospital type situation. Mm. And I just, I, you know, like just kind of overcoming that and just going like, no, God told mm-hmm. us to do this. Mm-hmm. I still feel that God's telling us to do this. If we just back out, like we're not trusting in him. Mm-hmm. Like we're just, we're trying to, again, find our own path over that mountain. And obviously it all, it all worked out like, Better than we can even imagine. So this That's is something that, like you said, this was something that it was on your guys' hearts, and God just kind of confirmed it. And, mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. that's awesome. Did you have anything, Amy? I know. I can't think. I'm, I'm drawing a blink on that one, hon. Hon to Tim, not you, Dave. Sorry. Um, <laughs> She's looking at me. Folks. I know. I I can't think <laughs> of They're one. They're the married you, couple on the podcast. I know. <laughs> Usually you have the better memory, so I was oh. hoping you had one. I don't know. Do you I have one, Dave? Ha- you yeah, have, have one. Yeah, so yes. – um, um, out of high school, I barely graduated high school. Um, I was an alcoholic and a drug addict for um, all the way through high school. Uh, Chris Shire, you know, partied with mm-hmm. him and everything and um, f- had a kid and Mary was pregnant and God said, start a catering business. Okay. I don't know nothing about starting no business. You know what I mean? Right. I, I didn't even do my own checkbook. In that, I remember going to God and I was just like, okay. I'm in the restaurant business. I'm managing a restaurant, you know, and I've always kind of went from a busboy to a dishwasher to managing a restaurant. And then for Ernie's managing, you know, multiple restaurants and training mm-hmm. managers, but owning your own business is different. It was mm-hmm. scary, but eventually to skip the whole process of not wanting to do it and God keep touching my heart, I did it. And we had it for 12 years, but we knew that that business was going to supplement our income. So Mary could stay home with the kids and then so I worked a part-time job, sometimes full-time job, and I had the catering business, and it was great. I mean, mm-hmm. our kids used ran it. We had, and you you and Tim know, mm-hmm. and um, I mean, we had a lot of friends from mm-hmm. Res, you know, single moms, and it was great. But when God first put it in my heart, I'll tell you how it was. So I had a dream. I'm like knocked out, probably mm-hmm. snoring. And all of a sudden, <clears throat> I see myself in a grave, and the coffin opens, and God says, start a catering business. Now, first of all, I'm in my dream going, okay, <laughs> this is weird. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, and then I remember looking, you know, in the direction where God was talking and I said, God, you know, sarcastically, what would I even call the business? And I seen a hand point at me and said, your way catering. And I woke up and I was like, wow, that wasn't God. <laughs> <laughs> that was weird. I know. And I said, wow, God, can you believe that? He said, get up and write down exactly what that dream was in the vision in the hand. We ended up having the logo, the hand, I hand pointing that. at you uh-huh. called Your Way Catering. And in that, um, we, you know, 12 years of just believing God and everything. But did I ever think up to that t- point that I would own a catering business? Absolutely mm-hmm. not. I mean, you know, the dream weird. Who has a dream that you're in a coffin? What did that even mean? I still don't even know what that means, to be honest with you. I never asked God. He got my attention, you know. I know. So, um, yeah. It's cool. Yeah, tonight's been really good. I think we're ending up at the end of our time here. I mean, there's no time limit on these podcasts. Oh, oh, okay. Okay. Another thing I'd like to mention then is uh, it says 
to um, praise is a spiritual garment that should be worn at all times. Now, when Jamie mm-hmm. said that, mm-hmm. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm still meditating on that one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And she did share some examples of what she does and everything. Mm-hmm. But this is one thing that she said when she preached. And I was just kind of like, okay, I don't know about you guys, but I don't do that at all times. Now, she shared that sometimes she does, sometimes she doesn't, you know, mm-hmm. for a day or whatever. For me, I seem to get caught up in the busyness of life. I seem to get caught up in, you know, I'm driving to work and I'm praying. All of a sudden I see a billboard and I'm thinking about, you know, going to Pizza Hut tonight or mm-hmm. something. Does it, can anybody, mm-hmm. I'll be honest with you, I can't comment on this one because I'm still meditating on it. But then again, let me read it. Praise is a spiritual garment that should be worn at all times. What does that look like? This podcast is not sponsored by Pizza Hut. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and to her point, none of us, you know, do it right all the time. Mm. Yeah. You know, and she's being convicted of that. I was convicted of that when she said that because I'm not always, you know, responding properly. And when you look at me, because what do you see when you look at someone? Well, not when it's 98 degrees outside. You see their coat, (laughs) right? In the winter, the outer, the outer shell and what they're wearing and what they're showing out there. Is that a garment of praise? Or is that a garment of woe is me? Or get out of my face, people. I got, you know, I got things to do, you know. And that's where it convicted me of I need to make sure every day. Uh, did I do it every day this week? No, of course not. Of course, I work from home, so nobody sees my code anyway. Um, <laughs> your wife <I> do. does. <laughs> yes, she does. It's a nice Uh-oh. coat. It's a nice coat. It's a nice coat. So, 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 you know, and I listened, I actually listened to it again this morning. I do morning walk. And so I listened to Jamie in preparation for this. I listened this morning and it hit me again this morning. It's like, you know, every day in that outer shell is what kind of hit my mind this morning of this is what people see. It's not only what's on your inside, it's how you're relating to other people. Um, I can remember a long time ago, my sister uh, made a comment of she became a Christian, not because of what we said, but what we did. Mm-hmm. She watched us. She watched us how we lived, mm-hmm. you know, and that was the testimony that she needed. Why are you so happy? <laughs> you had five kids. You're 26 years old. How come you're happy? You have no money. <laughs> <laughs> we got God. Yeah. <laughs> so really thankful for that. I know it, it, it. It's always so important to me, a to to thank Him, and I was convicted of it too last week. I had kind of a discouraging week with some health things and. It's hard when you're in pain to to put on your praise and to think about the good, but that is when I should be doing it too. So this week, it's it was a great reminder for me Sunday to just where am I putting my focus? Who's going to take me through that? You know, and looking back, like it's cool your testimony, Justin. Not just encouraging people now, which is awesome, but in your tough times, like because we're all going to go through things. Those are moments that you can always remember where you saw God. And there's no doubt. Right. There's no doubt. And it's so cool to look back at your life and see all the places. Like you could see even when you weren't always with him, how God protected you from things. That is so cool. That is praise. That is looking at your life and looking at how he stepped in, how he helped, how he was there when you were discouraged, how he sent someone your way. I want to be that person that is impacting somebody's life you know that that i'm encouraging them that i'm a 
that that we shine for him. You know, like on the way here, I said to Tim, we are the light of the world. Just to remember that, that we are his light and and to to bring forth the good news of Jesus because he is so good and he has been here for us in every single thing. So it's neat. That's really good. Um, one other thing that um, she said, and I don't think I've touched on it yet, <clears throat> is entering into the presence of God through praise. So when she said that, the first thing I thought was at church, worship starts. Our, by the way, our worship team is absolutely mm -hmm. awesome. Yeah, amen. Love the Amazing. you know the different voices mm -hmm. that go up there and everything. But I don't think that's just what she was talking about. You know, mm -hmm. I think it was more than that. You know what I mean? And we and we did touch about it on a couple of the other things that she said. But again, entering into the presence of God through praise. What does that look like? Mm. For me. Again, I touched a little bit mm -hmm. earlier. It's it's kind of when I struggle and I go to God. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? And I'm I'm what I'm doing is is I'm I'm acknowledging to God that okay, I'm looking at the mountain and I've been trying to navigate how I was going to get up the mountain. I might be halfway up the mountain. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> but for me, entering into the presence is when I finally just say, you know, God, I don't have this. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, recently I was struggling with something and after two weeks. It just dawned on me, I never even went to God with it, <laughs> you know? And I'm like, man, I've been struggling with this for two weeks. And I go to God and God says, boom, do this. I did it. Let me tell you what it was. I started getting a bump on my neck right here. Oh, yeah. And it was getting bigger and it started to hurt. And I couldn't turn, and I would just share this with Chris and Lisa. They were over this past weekend. Couldn't turn my neck, started hurting. Um, and then I had a doctor look at it and he's like, oh, it's okay. So me and my wife, you know, I told her I did some research and all of a sudden the devil's, yeah, that's cancer. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. It's growing now. <laughs> Next thing you know, man, that thing's almost about the half size of a golf ball and it hurts and I can't turn my head. So I start really researching and everything I've got is bad news. So I'm two weeks into it. Never you know. Google anything. <laughs> Google. Tim Satan, says that too. You know, they kind of <laughs> get along. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, I'm in this process and, you know, a couple people, and it didn't help because a couple of people were like, dude, what's that on your neck? You know, and I'm like, is it that noticeable? They were like, yeah, it's huge. And it was getting it's staring big. at me. Yeah. <laughs> so it was funny because when I went to God with it, he was like, why don't he told me lay hands on it, tell it to shrink. Mm -hmm. So right there, I'm driving, right? I lay my hands on it and I'm on my way to Home Depot and I'm telling it to shrink. I'm quoting scriptures. Guys, it is half the size awesome. of a marble. It's shrinking and it's soft. So we mm -hmm. went to our doctor because we did our physicals just mm -hmm. recently. And I showed him and he was like, wow, that thing's really shrinking. He goes, it's completely soft. It's not even hard. And he was like shocked. I didn't share with him that I did mm -hmm. it and everything, but that's what I did here. Why didn't you, know? you share? I don't know. At the time I did. He's He is a Christian. Mm -hmm. You know, I didn't share it. Maybe I should have, you know, um, I didn't. Mm -hmm. But uh, I remember when he told me that, I was just thinking like, yeah, God is really good. you know. But I think what I did there is I was entering into praise. But gosh, guys, it took me two weeks. Mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, what does that look like to somebody else? I mean, my, my whole $6,000 thing, you know, when I was like, I need, you know, let's dive into scripture. Let's let, I need to change my focus here. Like that was me entering into praise, you know, like giving him adoration. I heard, um, 
And the reason why I did that, because that's not something that I normally do, like like mm-hmm. I said earlier. And I was listening to um, Jen Johnson from Bethel talk years ago about how she had a bunch of people ask her. And then she was like, you know, this is something that like I dealt with too. She's like, you know, when you're not in the mood to worship, like in like she was talking about in praise and worship, mm-hmm. like I don't like to raise my hands when I'm not in the mood because I feel fake. And she's like, I had to get over that thought process and realize that when I'm not in the mood to praise my king, that that is a sign of like surrender. I was going to say, put your hands up and surrender then. Right. (laughs) And even though, and because Mm -hmm. I'm not in the mood, that's the time that I need to surrender. Mm -hmm. And it's not being fake, it's surrendering. Mm -hmm. And so like when I was in this foul mood, because I feel like I just got gypped out of $6,000, I decided to worship my king by learning about how amazing he is in scripture. And it was me surrendering my attitude towards him, you know, like, sorry, my attitude and then turning it towards him to let him change that. And I think that that's, you know, for me in my, you know, Irish Scottish background, you know, We've known Justin his whole life almost. We've, we've watched. He's the same age as our son. He went to school I graduated with, with mm-hmm. their son. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Tim coached him. You in did? middle school basketball. Oh yeah. For one the ones that? the one oh. season that I played. That yeah, that was a um, challenging team. But we don't we don't want, <laughs> there were a lot of boys on the team with ADD. Yeah. Mm. Hey, that's a blessing from God. By that the way, is, that is it is. <laughs> It was a good, good season. <laughs> Do you remember? I thought that you were too? going somewhere. But. I don't know. <laughs> I, think I was agreeing with his team boys on that team. Oh wow! It was it was a chore to keep up with them, and they were good. They were so, good. I mean, I mean, we won state championship. That, like, that class ended up winning state championship. Yeah, they yeah. did. Wow! I think we went all four years. I was in high school. I don't think we did won. All, we didn't win all four, but I think we won all four, didn't we? Um, we might have. A lot of years. It was fun. I know. They went six, seven, and I don't remember if they went in 05. Okay. Oh, 04, they got, they got hammered. <laughs> but we did praise they through got that, mercied. too. Okay. okay, regroup. Sorry. No, that's <laughs> yeah. okay. So before we wrap up tonight, is do one of you guys have something that I haven't mentioned that when, you know, gosh, I'll be honest with you, I felt like Jamie was just dropping nuggets. Lots of nuggets. You know, and, and I do have to put a little tweet in here. Um, um, we have a lot of people, um, great people that preach at our church. My wife absolutely loves it. When she, I mean, we get up in the morning, she's all excited. You know what I mean? She's like, I just love it. And I'm like, okay. You know, the first time she does it, second time, third time. Then I, she told me before Jamie preached this time, she's doing it two weeks in a row. We got to get to church early. I'm like, okay, early, you know? <laughs> so <laughs> she's super excited. Yeah, I think well, she hits at where a lot of us are at. Well, she's very real yes. you know, so, to start yes. with. And, and she opened it in, in with a, well, forgive me if this is just too fluff for you. And, and you know, uh, this is just what God's convicting me. Dude, it's the simple stuff that we got to get beat on. The Bible says how many times don't be afraid. Why? Because we're afraid. It's right. the simple stuff, you know, that, that praise, we need to re- be reminded of that. And right. I so appreciate her using that as her taster's choice, mm. you know, to teach mm-hmm. us that because yeah, it, mo- we've read it. We know it. Mm-hmm. We know we're supposed to have praise. Mm-hmm. I look at it like when, cause we're reading through Matthew right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, how many times you just says something and the disciples go, Hey, uh, what does that mean? <laughs> what are you trying to say? <laughs> like, 
how ye've little faith, ye've yeah. little faith. God, you have no faith whatsoever. It's how like, did the disciples not understand this? You know, <laughs> yeah. like how do you not get this? And it's like I think that that's like like you're saying, like the simplicity that Jamie speaks with. I think is you know she has become my favorite speaker that we have. Like I, I love all of them. I you love know, like all of them. Yeah, it, mm-hmm. but she's definitely become my favorite. Um, she's definitely like my wife's favorite cause she uh, apparently never gets to listen to Jamie cause she's always in nursery the week that Jamie speaks <laughs> or sick. <laughs> so, but yeah, uh, I, I really do enjoy just like how raw she is and you know, like, yeah, just the rawness open. and the openness. Yeah. Open. Yeah. And, and what I love is, is all of them have a different flavor. So I, I kind of like, exactly. man, I loved Chris. It's He's a, my favorite. Then I hear Lisa and I'm like, man. It's a, it's a good balance. Yeah. It's, it's a really it's good, good balance. You know, and, and it's amazing how, so when, when I left Rest, Kevin, it was always Pastor Dwayne. Mm-hmm. And then when we came to DCC, I'm like, okay, we got like a few different ones. I'm not used to this. And at first I didn't care for it. And now right. I'm like, how can you go to a church and there's one guy well, every single week? Because everybody has strengths and everybody has <laughs> weaknesses. Yeah, yeah. And so you can glean from each one instead of just getting all one kind. It's, yeah. it's, it's pretty cool. It's a pretty cool system. Mm-hmm. I like it. So I is, like them all. Does anybody have anything that she said? Um, that maybe you would like to mention or there was a part about three quarters of the way through her sermon that I remember saying, man, that was really good. I'm going to pull a clip for social media and I have not been able to find it yet. So if any of you have anything, you can let me know. Do you have something since you listened to it this morning? No, I do not. The garment one was the one that hit me this morning again, you know, was, was, Mm -hmm. it's funny how a different, different phrase will hit you the second time you hear it, you know, as you go, it, it is, I'm thankful for the podcast because I, I do a walk with a dog every morning and I'm listening to different podcasts for an hour, you know, and so make sure I listen to it's kind of cool that it's a garment of praise and he tells us to put on like the helmet of salvation and the breastplate mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. all those other things, but then he doesn't forget about the praise. Mm. I think that's kind of cool. This has been really awesome. And I, I, yeah. mean, I, f- I feel like, you know, me and Justin were talking and he was like sharing his heart with what podcast means. And, and, and I shared with him, I was like, you know, I just, because last time I did it with you, Justin, and I felt like, you know, it's just kind of like sitting back in your backyard with a lawn chair and you're just talking. This has been really cool tonight. Mm-hmm. And, and I hope everybody out there is blessed. Mm-hmm. Um, Tim, I was wondering if you could close us in prayer. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, we have to hold hands when we pray. It's just the sorry. way it works. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Were you going to say something first? Or are you going to uh, pray? No, no. Okay. Um, Dear Heavenly Father, we just thank you for this night. We thank you for Dave and for Justin, um, Father God, and in the conversation that was had, we just ask that this conversation blesses other people, um, that that our words will lift other people up, the people that listen to this, Father God. We just um, pray on their hearts that they're softened um, right now, so as they listen to it, it it'll touch them. It'll um, just reveal what praise is mm-hmm. and how, you know, what, cause for every person, every situation, it, it, it can be a little bit different, Father God, but just let us, let our testimonies encourage others, Father God. Mm-hmm. Um, and we just pray blessings on each, mm-hmm. each person listening right now in the name mm-hmm. of Jesus. Amen. And I would just like to share with everybody out there, um, Sunday, 10 o'clock AM. Jamie's preaching again, right guys? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, she said she was two, yes. two weeks yep, in a all, row. Yep, yes. all praise two. Well, I know all four of us are going to miss it. So yeah. if we think yeah. we are, we'll press in. So Sunday, 10 a.m., come out and join mm-hmm. us, guys. Be a part of the community. Um, we do have it also on um, online, Dustin. 
YouTube. YouTube. Facebook. So Facebook, any other avenues? I mean, it's always on podcasts. Podcasts. We encourage everybody to uh, um, join us in whichever avenue you can. Um, God bless everybody uh, tonight. And uh, we'll hopefully you guys will log in and listen to the podcast next week, Wednesday. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of a church in the city podcast. If you like this episode, please give us a five-star review wherever you listen to podcasts and share this podcast with a friend as we are fulfilling our mission to empower a movement of passionate Jesus followers. Thank you again. And we'll see you guys all next week.